My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 341 on the Get Merry podcast. And we are so excited to be back here in your ears. Hope you've had a great week. Uh, They just fly by, right? I know. Like time flies. I feel like- When you're having fun. Well, time flies (laughs) anyway, really. It's a weird thing to think about. I feel like, I mean- I think the 30s, as you get into your 30s, you reflect more. It must be a thing. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else feel this? I think it is. When you're in your 20s, you're you're pretty like, look, I'll talk for myself because that's all I know, right? I feel like you're far more self-absorbed uh, and then you get to your 30s and you become a little bit more reflective. Or maybe that's just my journey too, like, you know, 20s. It wasn't like I was selfish, but it was like, you know, I was really focused on us Myself. our business yes uh i and maybe it's just our experience i think you know where you don't have i guess would you call it like you know a worldly perspective like i didn't think too much about what was happening to other people yeah no i understand unless that. you know it was the people around me or like you know what i could see mm-hmm. you know here and now and then the 30s and i mean we did also go through that pandemic thing like where the whole world was impacted and i think it makes you more reflective of the whole world as an entity mm. maybe and like what truly matters yeah like i think that also is more apparent to me well i guess maybe it's because you get you're getting to your 30s and you're really realizing yeah like we are getting older like this like you actually understand better that life is not forever mm. life is not infinite that you know every day is actually a blessing mm. and then even you start noticing and i'm uh, not just just noticing no you keep you know reading about you know people's lives ending shorter than expected for various reasons and you're like wow like even the fact that we're here is a blessing and like it's magic really that we're still here and everyone we love is still here and and it makes you more grateful Mm -hmm. uh but you realize how fragile life is yeah it's so true and i think that this you know brings us perfectly to the theme of this episode because it also makes you realize like where you're spending your time Mm. and how you're living your life yeah and how important that is and how do you want to live your life yeah and this practice that we're going to talk about today of self-acceptance is a really powerful one because I don't know about you but for too many years moments minutes hours days months (laughs) you get it decades crazy we both spent not accepting ourselves Mm. trying to change specifically definitely what we looked like externally but also elements of non-acceptance you know with our uh characteristics with our personalities with our intelligence Mm. with our intellect all these kinds of things um and you get to a point where you think wow Like, I should change that. But then it's like, well, how do I change that? Yeah. I mean, you know, you say it out loud and you're like, yeah, what a waste of our precious time to exist and spend most of the time wishing we were someone else. I mean, that's pretty intense. Like, 
have a moment and stop and reflect. Think about your life. Think about how many times, how many moments, how many minutes, days, maybe decades, I hope not, but maybe, you wished that you were different. You wished that you had a whole different set of circumstances. Uh, and I mean, yeah, we can want to change our circumstance. And sometimes we need a change because sometimes we're, our lives are not, you know, maybe we're living with people who are horrible or, uh, you know, we deserve better, more respect. Yeah, okay, this is different. This is more like I hate my nose. I'm too fat. Oh, I'm, I'm, my laugh is too loud. I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb. I'm too smart. Like people don't like that. Like I need to change. I need to be more dumb. Boys will like me then. Uh, I'm sure as a, you know, as a teenage girl, like I, I, yeah, I felt like that. And you know, I was like, I'm a smart, I'm a nerd. Like no, no one, one will like nerds. me. The boys don't like nerds. Yeah. It's like, actually, no, they do. Yeah. It's like, no, that's a really good thing. <laughs> just about not, you. just maybe not the right ones, you know, like. <laughs> Find other ones. My. How, but how do you – I wish we could have all done that as teenagers. I feel like you just have to experience this stuff and live through it and get through mm. it maybe. I think that in my opinion of like the the shows that I'm watching now, oh, yeah, I True. get really excited by the fact that the – in inverted commas, the nerds, the smart, the smart kids are the lead characters. Like that makes me yeah. very excited. And I think that – I hope that that is um, kind of rippling out to real-life change. Like examples of shows, Stranger Things, also yeah. Never Have I Ever. So funny, that so show. So funny, that show. But the lead characters are, in inverted commas, your typical nerds of the school. They're not yeah. the popular group. They're not yeah. the pretty girls. Uh, they're not the dumb yeah. Girls. Ditzy, they're the, the, yeah. not the ditzy ones. Um, they're the – and you know what? And the thing is, is like the dumb ditzy ones were probably smart anyway. They were just pretending to be, uh, yeah. and which is sad because that's how they think that they needed to get the attention. But I hope that that's rippling out to kind of a change. Sure. And it's helping people accept themselves. It's got to. And, and then celebrate themselves. And like we talked about this before, like, you know, the the diverse, you know, characters now – you know, you're seeing everything on these TV shows now. So that's great. I think it's going to be a big part of changing that level of self-acceptance. But, like, obviously, like, when we also have, like, the Kardashians as, mm. like, you know, the the very popular, <laughs> uh, you know, they're on the magazines. They're really big on social media. So, you know, I think there is still a lot of stuff to Definitely. be done. Uh, and, yeah, when people are still buying waist trainers and going on these crazy diets and thinking that they're not good enough until they X, Y, Z, uh, yeah, we still have a big self-acceptance. Absolutely. Or lack of self-acceptance. So I feel like we have painted a picture of the reason why we would want to practice self-acceptance because practicing anything other than is simply a waste of our precious time. Yeah. Thinking you are not good enough is a waste of your time. Thinking you're not smart enough, not pretty enough, not thin enough, not tall enough, not short enough, not whatever enough, it's a waste of our time. Yes. And we have so many more better things to do, more things we can contribute to. Uh, simply we, you know, ourselves, like your purpose for your life can be simply to live a good life and to, you know, share uh, kindness, generosity, uh, impact other people. And, you know, that can be just with a smile. That can be with if you, you know, you're working at a cafe, you, you know, every interaction counts mm -hmm. or you're getting your coffee, every interaction counts. Like this is a great way to live, right? It's a great purpose. I think sometimes because of the world we live in, because like on social media you see people flying in, what are those, you know, private jets. jets. What are those things called? Private jets. Yeah, I don't fly in a private jet. And, you know, I you see I this. Want to. I know, and you see this 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 aspect of life. Even though it could, might not be true, you think that that is the goal. Or even if you are not actively working towards that, <laughs> like you might not be taking the steps to get there, but you still might be thinking my life sucks because I don't have that and I never will. What's the freaking point of that? And that is non-acceptance, non mm -hmm. right? You're not accepting your life because of other reasons, monetary reasons. Whereas like, you know, to experience, uh, you know, just reading a book or to experience watching a sunset, like these are the richnesses of life. But because we're distracted by this stuff on social media, we think that we're missing something. Mm -hmm. 
But the likelihood of you, um, like if you're not actively stepping towards that, like what's the point of thinking about that life? There's no point. Mm. So it's like, yeah, if you want to go get it, try and go get it, do it. But do it with a detachment. Do it with a sense of like, you know what, I'm going to actively do this because the, the, the action is joyful. And even if I don't get there, you know, that saying, I won't, m- might not land on the moon, I'll land on the stars, whatever, go for it. But if you're not actively trying to get to that goal, stop thinking about that goal. Stop comparing your life to the other people's lives. Because you know what? It doesn't matter if you don't get that private jet. It doesn't matter if you don't get that diamond ring and diamond necklace and all the jewels and all the brand handbags. It doesn't matter. It's not important. But when you put your importance on that, when you are like, yeah, that's my goal, but you're not trying to get that goal and then you're just depressed about not getting it, there's no freaking point. It's a waste of your time and you're feeling sad oh my. and angry and mad. Exactly. Ah. Yeah, it's it's all – and it's all-consuming and it's yeah. overwhelming. Just that monologue was overwhelming. I know. I like, feel overwhelmed. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Like, it's good because <laughs> it, like, painted a picture of, like, how are you feeling just by watching these things and uh, thinking that that could be nice to have even though we're not even actively moving yeah. toward it. I think that's important, isn't it? Like, that little aha moment. Like, you know where you look and you compare? Hmm. It's fine to compare and it's fine to have these goals but you need to step towards them. Don't just stay where you are and be depressed about not having it. It would be like someone being like, like, make it a smaller thing, like you forever looking at a, a picture of an ice cream <laughs> and like being like, oh, yeah, like, I wish I had an ice cream. And like you could go and get some ice cream. You could go to the mm. gelato shop and buy an yum. ice cream. Yum. Oh, my God, how good was I, that ice cream the other day? Very, very good. Oh. But – you don't. So you just keep looking at the photo and like thinking Being that sad. that could be yum, but I don't have that ice cream. Yeah. And like that is just silly. That's just ridiculous when you think about it like that. So I love I love this and I think that thinking about it materialistically really can help you with uh other forms of non-acceptance about yourself Mm -hmm. because I think you know when we think of it tangibly it's easier to then realize oh yeah I do that about my body yeah because I keep looking at these photos of these other people Mm. and thinking I'm never going to have a waist like that and then this is where it's like two things isn't it it's like you know what if you want to tick off a goal go for it do it but check in with your reasons why. Like, why do you think that waste is required? Mm-hmm. Why do you think that weight is required? Uh, check in with your goals. And is it because you think that is beautiful? Or is it something like, you know, I want to lose weight because I'm heading towards pre-diabetes uh, or whatever, diabetes, type 2 diabetes. Uh, I'm feeling really bad, you know, health-wise. and you're being honest with yourself, okay, maybe I've put on a little bit of weight. I'm not going to be hard on myself because, hey, like I'm just a human and, yeah, I'm doing life and this is my life right now. Uh, But I do want to take steps towards losing weight in a kind way so I can enjoy a longer and happy and healthy life. Um, And, you know, you can be happy and not lose weight too. Like I didn't mean to like correlate happiness with that. But sickness, I don't think – is really a goal that we want to head towards, right? No. No. So that's where you can decide the methods, the ways. Is it I'm going to lose weight so I can look like the people in the magazine so everyone will like me then, right? When I'm skinny, everyone will like me. And I will like myself. Yes, and then I can love myself. Only then when I lose 10 kilos, then I will love myself. See, this is the issue. That mentality is the issue. And, yeah, I lived like that for many years. When I'm thin, I'll be beautiful. And then, hey, I got thin. Nope, still not beautiful. Not good enough. Lose more weight. It's a never-ending thing. Oh, no, now I'm skinny, but no, I've developed wrinkles now. I need Botox. Oh, done that. Now what can I do? Now what can, like, what can I do to make myself more beautiful? And it's never, ever ending. And you know what? If you enjoy that stuff, great. But do you feel that inner self-acceptance? Check in, check in, check in. It's all about checking in, isn't it? Absolutely. And, yeah, this is, like, a big thing. It's, like, how we do the things that we do is really important because I think, yeah, well, self-acceptance is, like, we talk a lot about it 
regarding body image and that is because that's our story and we found that the way that we were going about you know our our routines our regimes of things that should actually welcome in health were actually doing the opposite yes so like things the way that we were eating the yes. the way that we were eating the foods we were eating the amount of food we were eating yes uh the way we were thinking about food and also the way we were exercising thinking about exercising wasn't actually healthy even though we thought it was going to make us better like oh, it's I mean like isn't it funny like you reflect back and you're like how did I think like that but you know this is the whole point like yeah. you don't know until you know exactly you do better when you know better and you don't know until yeah the cogs start to click together and you hear someone else's story and you go oh my gosh like I get it now yeah like I didn't realize I think this is the thing you don't realize there's another way because yes. for me and you we always thought it had to be that way yeah the exercise had to be punishment it had to be a chore it had to be two hours a day yes uh, that food had to be boring that food was only there to make us either lose weight or put on weight yeah and I mean you see because we developed this at a young age like in teenage years like you know restrictive eating dieting uh you know, that develop, developed binge eating. Mm. There's nothing healthy about binge eating, like, at all. And, I mean, this behaviour, I think, you know, it continued long and long, even afterwards, where, you know, you feel like you get through it because it was still, like, restrictive at a portion then, like, yep, blow out on this day. Not like, you know, cheat weekend or anything. It was just more, like, sporadic mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, when you move through that eventually, that is when you're like, oh, like you can breathe easy about food. And that's like a whole weight, a whole stress off your shoulders. It's so <laughs> much weight off your shoulders. Isn't it's it like amazing blows to my reflect mind. on that Like though? even like I went out for dinner last night and I wasn't like obsessed with the menu. Like I just was like I was kind of just in this mood where I was like, I don't really care like yeah. what we order. Like just you order and I'll just eat. Yeah, isn't, like, it, isn't that cool <laughs> But isn't that cool and I think um, when you're less uptight about it, you obviously enjoy it more. You're more present. You're not stressing about it while you're eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so nice and it's it's also, you know, when you're not dieting and you're not obsessed with your food, you connect with that hunger. Mm-hmm. Like you don't feel like, oh, yep, it's 12 o'clock, got to eat. Oh, yep, it's 3 p.m., got to have my snack. Oh, yep, it's 6, got to eat, can't eat too late. You know, it's so robotic, ro- yeah. robotic, right? I think letting go of that was game changer for mm-hmm. me. And so the diet – the food has always been connected with a lack of self-acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. So when you change that, so you could change your diet and that will help you. Wait, not change your diet. Get rid of your dieting. Yeah. and that, It's hard because the word diet I means know. what you eat. I know. But then now it's like a diet because like, it's a diet. It's a diet. So we're okay, just going to say like the food. food you eat. So the food you eat, if you finally create this like very, can I just say like relaxed, normal, like still healthy, you know, way of eating, very intuitive, very uh, like I still believe food can be our medicine. Yes, food can be toxic too. Uh, You know, it's not about forgetting everything and just eating Maccas every lunch and every dinner. Like, no, that's awful. Yeah, we don't eat McDonald's. We don't eat McDonald's. (laughs) I don't know when the last time. Why is McDonald's even so popular? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) But on another, did you see Domino's got taken away from Italy? Like all the Domino shops are closed. It's like who had the bright idea to open Domino's in Italy? Did Domino's even do good in Italy? No, like why would they do that? Well, who was who idea was would that? go to Domino's? I guess the tourists. Yeah, but why? But Not why? Why tourists. would you go to the Domino's? Because they see Domino's and they go, oh, I know what I don't is. know. Who knows? It's very bizarre. Uh, anyway, that was good. total tangent. That's funny. Yeah, I know. I think that's great. Uh but, so, yeah, we still care about what we, what we eat, yes, but far more relaxed, no restrictions, uh, no strict restrictions. Yeah, like still I'm not going to eat even like pizza or pasta every day because I don't even want pizza and pasta every day. Like I don't want to eat that. Yeah. Some days I just want a chicken and salad the thing with is, avocado and olive oil. You could if you if you wanted to, you could, but you don't want to. Exactly. And like that's not even like – 
And the difference is, is like that it's not a restriction. It's yes. a choice. Yes, it's a choice. And then if you value your health, which I definitely do, then you choose the right thing for you. Yeah. And see how I'm saying that? The right thing for you. Different for Carla, different for you listening, different for me. Uh, oh. mm. And then once you get to this point, this also helps the self-acceptance. Because if you're constantly thinking about your diet, even though you're on this path of self-acceptance, you're not really practicing the self-acceptance because you're still restricting with your actions. You're still thinking, if I eat this, I'm going to put on weight. Uh, and I, I mean, it's a, it's a, this is a hard, hard topic really because, you know, I feel like we're saying things that maybe don't make sense all the time because, yeah, like I guess me choosing not to eat pizza and pasta every day is also a choice of like, yeah, I don't want to uh, become unhealthy in whatever way that looks. But, yeah, I don't know. But um, more so it's, like, in the way that it feels. Yes. And, true. like, also how your body functions internally. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I think this is the I think this is the big thing that needs to change. It's, like, health can be at any size. Yes. Okay. So yes. this is the truth. Like, this is the, this is the absolute truth because we all can understand that a very, very small person mm. can be healthy and also unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then a bigger person can be healthy and also unhealthy. Yes. And I think, like, that is the truth. Yeah. Like, that we all come in different sizes. Yes. And that's the most wonderful thing about the human race. Yes. It's like we're all different. Like, we're all unique. And this is what needs to be celebrated so instead of trying to make us all the same yes and this is what self-acceptance also brings it's like a celebration of who we are of what we look like of what we have um that's what self-acceptance can um be like instead of not celebrating it instead of thinking we're wrong yeah and feeling shame for who Mm, you are exactly i mean and you know i felt that a lot growing up I think we all have where you feel shame of how you act or like what you say or like, yeah, as you said, your smartness, your intellect or your Your emotions, your emotions, your feelings. Mm. Oh, my God. that I think I felt that so much Mm -hmm. growing up. I'm too emotional. I, I get sad too easy. I was so ashamed of crying all the time, but I couldn't help it. Yeah. They just come <laughs> out of your face. You just want to stop them. Like, it's so interesting how we develop these these feelings, these deep shames about who we are. Like, and also just deep shame of actual humanness. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, of thinking that this action of crying or anger or frustration or whatever it might be is weakness yeah. when actually it's not like yeah i mean obviously you know if you have anger problems like where you just like can't control it like obviously and there's sadness problems, too, and sadness but it's because like that's and, a sickness yes, it's like, like your your men- that that's like a mental health problem yeah but this is more like if you're upset at something and you start to talk about it and then you start crying like you know that's okay yeah but it's also about emotion regulation because yeah. it's actually the same thing because even for me to say even for you to say like anger is worse than sadness it's like no it's more about um like you know we're not psychologists here disclaimer disclaimer we don't really know what we're talking about but I think um you know for example like I'm someone who you know the emotional reaction would be sadness like that's the big thing like if I'm having like a conflict I will cry yes uh and someone else will have a conflict they might get angry and raise their voice It's the same thing. thing. Obviously, if the anger then creates danger, different story. We're not talking about that. We're just talking about raising your voice, getting frustrated. And, yeah, that can be scary. But also when someone is just crying, like say you're having a conflict with someone, someone's just crying and you're like, I don't understand. Like I didn't do anything Mm -hmm. that bad. Why is she crying? Why is he crying? Why are they crying? Like then you feel like a monster. So it's like the same thing. And I think it's important to reflect on that. That's true. As someone who is the crier in a conflict and maybe, you know, being in a relationship even with you, Carla, like you can be someone who raises their voice and other people true. who raise their voice. And I'm like, why are you getting so angry at me? Then I'm crying. But it's like it's actually the same thing mm. and you need to be compassionate and understanding. And 
usually that happens when you can regulate your emotions and breathe and calm down and respond rather than and respond but the thing is then it's like okay but I don't need to feel shame about who I am but I can reflect on that and how can I maybe deal with that situation in a better way that makes myself feel better too and the people I love yeah look I think (laughs) I think this entire topic of self-acceptance and like any kind of mindset change or philosophy or way of like living which is philosophy actually a way to live uh there's always uh moments where it doesn't work there's always moments where yes. we talk about it and then we actually prove it wrong and and like this is very normal and this is a good thing i think yeah. like to realize okay self-acceptance uh yes yeah, self-acceptance self-acceptance and then in a moment oh actually self-acceptance doesn't work there like but it yeah. but it does, but then it doesn't. Well, I think, you know what? It's also a very individual journey, right? So, and perhaps, you know, like we're not the type of people who are like, you should live like this. No, live however you want. This is just like how we've, you know, gone ahead with our lives mm-hmm. and maybe some of the things and topics uh, and experiences we've had you can relate to and maybe you want to choose to bring more self-acceptance to your life. But it's not like we're saying this is the only way to live. This is the right way to live. No, do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But we've found that this practice helps us relieve us of suffering, self-suffering, and that's why we choose to do it. Yeah. And also we've noticed that a big topic in the world of media and, you know, you look around is always telling women to change what they look like. And we don't like that. No. And I don't like that people listen to it and believe it because it's not true. Yeah. Like it's not true. The only reason that they're telling you that is because they're selling you something. Like no Mm. one is telling people, women in particular, your body is wrong. There's always something that comes after it. There's always, let me fix it for you. Yeah, and it's like that is the message. This is wrong about you. This will fix you. Yeah. Your lips are too thin. You need Botox. Guys, this is like marketing 101. (laughs) I'm telling you this now. In every business mastermind, any business event, any business uh, coaching that we have ever been to, and we will tell you, we have been to lots. We love business. I freaking love business. You know what they tell me? How do you sell your product? Tell the person that they are in situation A and how do you get them to situation B? And that is your product. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. How do you fix their problem? Hello, this is where the before and after photo But wait, and then there's also the emotional trigger like in marketing. They tap into people's emotions. Marketing (laughs) and selling is psychology. (laughs) And, yeah, guys, we do this, but our goal is to also – like we're so passionate about our product though. And we know it brings good. So marketing is great. It's fine. It's fine to tap into people's psychology if you truly believe in the in the goodness, if, if it morally it aligns with you. If you, like, there's nothing wrong with selling. No way. What is wrong with selling is when you're selling a crappy product or, like, something that's faulty or something that brings evil to the world. I think when something is telling someone that they're not that they, they're not good enough. They're not good enough. That they have to actually change the way they look in order to be to be right. Yeah, I don't like that. But then where? And I. But you know, maybe that's what everything is about, though. Because it's what n- about like the you get your eyebrows waxed? I just like the way it frames my face. Yes, and it does. It. I. I don't. I don't need to get my eyebrows done. To accept myself. I accept myself with bushy eyebrows. Trust me. I leave them to the latest yeah, moment in I time, know. right? I'm not that kind of person who's like, oh, I've got to get that hair. It's like it doesn't have a doesn't have an arch anymore. I'm yeah, like, mine is so bushy right I'm now. I'm always just like, oh, look, I probably should do that because we're filming soon. And, yeah, it is, it's a vanity thing. It's totally a vanity thing. But I also just like the way it makes me feel. Yeah, no, and I, that's okay. And me too. And I think it's, the, again, back to that thing, everyone is an individual. Mm. So you have, like, you know, a level of, po- of the point where you then yeah. – you don't cross. Everyone has their own line. Yeah. I think it's important to check in with your line again and again because I think as well, like, whatever we're surrounding ourselves with, the people, the media, whatever, 
everything can seem, what is it, normal, uh, that everyone's doing it. Yes. Everyone's doing it. Well, I think I read, um, who was it, Mia Freeman, Mama Mia. She wrote something. I mean, she's doing a skin, you know, what do you call it, like a skin online thingy. What do you call those things? You know, skin regime? No, like, you know, we get a bunch of people to talk on a topic and people pay to hear it. What are those things? Oh, called? like a summit. summit, a skin summit. So obviously, like, she's selling the skin summit. Yes. The marketer knows, right? I'm reading this article about how she's choosing no Botox and we're doing a skin summit, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that's the point of this article she wants to sell. That's marketing. Great. She, but I like that, obviously. Yeah, I like that she's not doing Botox. And she's, yeah, she could, but it's no Botox dot yet. Which I also, also like, too, like too, because I it's like, like that. it's opening up. Like if she wants to change, she can. And like same with you, same with me, same with Carla. Like we can change. If we want to go ahead and get Botox, yeah, we're going to get it. And you know what? We'll tell you about it and we'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can because the needles freak me out. Like mm. and what if it does do damage? Anyway, that's another story. Uh, but I read the article. I really liked it. Uh, I can't even remember why I was talking about this. Because we're talking about moral lines. Oh, yeah. So that's what I liked about it because she was talking about it right now. No, but then perhaps in the future, maybe Mm. or maybe not. Maybe it's just like being accepting. See, that's a level of acceptance too. I think when you go down this path, you can become like judgmental of yourself and and maybe people around you. It's important that, you know, self-acceptance is about, okay, you know what? I'm going to accept my best friend who does everything gets the Botox, gets the surgeries, uh, does the fake tan, does the fake eyelashes. Like I can accept her and love her Mm. and it doesn't make me any better or her any better. We're equal. Mm -hmm. These are just personal choices. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when you do to go down a path of I'm going to live like this and you become judgmental Mm -hmm. of others and that's not the point of self-acceptance. No, and I think like self-acceptance is like literally it is like releasing judgment. Yes. It is releasing judgment of yourself and others. It it literally means you accept yourself and everyone else around you. Yeah. And we have to realise that we can't control other people's decisions and choices and we don't have any right to. And that's what we have to let go of that. And it's okay. Don't think that just because they do it that you have to do it. Yes, yes. Don't think that... That they do it, if they do it, then you're only going to still be their best friend if you also do it. That's not true. And yes. if that's the case, then they're not your best friend. And I think <laughs> I think that's so important. And it's really, I think it, you breathe easy with that, mm. that you don't have to keep up with those people like or we they don't a, have to keep up with you. Yeah, we had a friend and she wanted to get her a tummy tuck after yeah. having kids and she told us about it. Yeah. There was not one time where we were like, you shouldn't do that. No way. Like, we were like, okay, well, we hope that it goes really well and, like, let us know if you need anything. Yeah. Like, and she, it was her decision because it empowered her. Yes, and I think this is, it's, again, again, we'll come back to that. This is all individual. It's an individual, you know, go inwards and decide what you want to mm-hmm. do. Decide what self-acceptance looks like for you and know that, See, this I know it's like one of those topics where you just it makes you think, doesn't it? I think it's the thing is we are sharing our story and yeah. it is our hope that our story helps other women remember that they actually are amazing without yeah. all of that. Yeah, like, like she was amazing she without was amazing the tummy without tuck. Tummy tuck. Yeah. And that's the thing. You can still get the tummy tuck. It's okay. Yes, yes. But like this is like this is my key message. Like you are amazing. I'm amazing without the eyebrows. Yeah. Like without getting them waxed and tinted. I yes. am amazing. And I truly believe that. I don't think I need the eyebrows to be amazing. Yeah. Same with um anything else that I do. I'm trying to think of other – oh, hair. Like I get my hair dyed and I get my hair cut. I'm ama- I am amazing with big, triangle, thick hair. Grey is coming. I am amazing still. Yeah. I like your grey hair, in fact. And then I – also, I'm amazing by choosing to go and get my hair done. Yes, Because I just exactly. like doing that. And I think this is the thing. Like, we were amazing before all of the things. Yeah. And this is, all, this is like, let's talk about exercise because I think this is the perfect transition because I know that it's a key message, a core thing that we always remind our members of is, like, you're amazing before the workout. Mm-hmm. Like, you're amazing off the mat. 
Yes. And then choosing to get on the mat, amazing. And then after the workout, amazing. And then the coolest thing with Mary Body is that your exercise practice can also be an entire self-acceptance practice. Yeah. Because for us, exercise used to be the opposite. So it was always punishment. It was always a chore. It was always a, again, an action that was designed to make us smaller versions of ourselves or transform the body in some way. That was the purely, that was all that it was. That was what it was for. Nothing else, nothing more, (laughs) nothing less. We will go to the gym because we will lose weight. Mm -hmm. It was tiring. It was all-consuming. It wasn't very fun, Mm. I must say. It was not the funnest experience of our lives. And then we realized, like, how can we make a big shift with this? Because we don't want to exercise like this anymore. But we do want to exercise. Because I actually feel good after I exercise. Well, there's many other reasons to exercise. And it's so good when you do vocalize them and become more, I guess, knowledgeable of them. Mm -hmm. Because the motivation completely shifts. Because now we exercise to release those feel-good hormones. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't just feel good because of, like, the exercise. No, it actually does chemical reactions within the body. I think we were lied to. I think, like, we, like, almost – I almost told myself that I only felt that good because I ticked something off and I didn't understand that it's actually a chemical reaction happening in my body because of the movement that I was doing. Like, I think, you know, even if we just stay with that reason, that is enough. Oh, wait, exercise puts me in a good mood. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's the best reason because, like, we can either – you know, choose to step in our through to our day. Okay, so I exercise, then I'm in a good mood. Okay, I make different decisions for the rest of my day then. I talk to people differently the rest of my day. Instead, I could wake up out of bed, not do my exercise. I don't release the feel-good hormones. I'm drinking my caffeine. Well, I do that anyway, obviously, but, you know, <laughs> coffee. <laughs> I'm getting angry because I don't have that release. Of the, the, the chemical release of we all should, the hormones. We should change the slogan of Mary Body. It should be like, Mary Body equals good mood. Yeah, but it's true. <laughs> like, you get in a merry mood. Like, oh, just, it just works. Mary Body, merry mood. <laughs> um, honestly, like, that's enough. And sometimes because, okay, the best reason, like, why I love this reason to exercise, because it's so instant. You will instantly be in a better mood. Like, that's epic, right? It's so cool. (laughs) And the coolest thing is, is like, because I love this so much because in a way where we're always saying, this is not about quick fixes. This is not a 12-week transformation. It's a five-minute one. (laughs) (laughs) You will be happy. I think that's so great. It's like, why are we so obsessed with exercise being the thing about, like, changing our butts and abs and arms and blah, blah, blah? No, exercise will put you in a good mood. Boom, done. Wow, seriously. And why are we so obsessed with abs, butts and and arms anyway when like literally the amount of people that see my abs and my butt is like not many people. (laughs) (laughs) It's like myself and like Joel. (laughs) Well, I think uh, (laughs) lucky Joel. Yeah, well, exactly. I guess – you know, there's different – people have different reasons and I get it. Like I'm trying to think, you know, at a stage yeah, I did want a six-pack and it was really just to show off. True. Like that was why I wanted a six-pack. It was so I could like walk in my bikini and be like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> uh, and Hey, I'm sorry, but you can do that. I know. Exactly. I don't need hey, to. I can I got this. this. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then it's like – it's all the things we talk about. It's the media. Yeah. It's blah, blah, blah. Uh, and look, six packs look great. You know what also looks great? Tummies. Tummies look great. All tummies. You know what? Like there's nothing bad when you can squeeze a bit of tummy. Like it's great. Or a lot of tummy. But like. All tummy. I think this is beautiful. <laughs> like there's also. Like I when we. Exactly. When we ref- stop and reflect and like really get in tune with like. Like, let go of what you think, what you've been told is beautiful. Let go of what, you know, those messages you were told as a teenager. And you open up your eyes, a broader picture. You know what? I think, like, the best way to do it is to look back at Renaissance paintings. And this is always going on around online, right? Look at the models they painted. Like, think about hugging 
Like, they didn't have Think about packs. hugging your loved ones and, like, it's nice to hug a bit of squishiness. Like, I think about hugging Yaya. Yaya, she was pretty round, right? Yeah. I, I have fond memories of, like, hugging her fat. Yeah, and, like, cuddling yeah, her. Yeah, and, like, feeling squishiness. Yeah. Like, that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> Like, true. it feels very loving and nurturing <laughs> and, like, caring. Mm. And I think that's interesting to reflect on and it's it's like, oh, and I'm not saying, no, that means you can just go ahead and, like, forget about your health and, like, whatever because sometimes we do need to lose weight. Like, that's true. But sometimes the whole focus on the losing weight can do more damage as well. Mm. So it's like it's just going inwards, reflecting how do you want to live your life and, you know, your path is fine. If you choose that path, great, go for it. If it makes you happy, go for it, whatever it is. Mm. I just think that the goal of, like, losing weight, we could change that. Like, we could change that to welcome in other goals that actually do end up with that goal as well. Mm. But the fact that we're not focusing on it makes the journey so much more enjoyable. So, and it also provides you more of a how-to because the goal of, like if someone tells you you need to lose weight, well, okay, Google's how to lose weight and, well, this this one tells me to just drink water for five days. And it's like that's not healthy at all. Like, I mean, whatever. If you do water fast, okay, whatever. I've never done it before. I don't think I could. I, I think I really like to eat. But um, it's very overwhelming, that goal, because how on earth do you do that? Yeah. Whereas if someone was suggesting to you, oh, look, like I can see like you're actually you're living a pretty sedentary life. You're at your desk most days. You drive a lot. And actually us humans, we're supposed to move a bit. Like I could suggest maybe going for a 20-minute walk every day. Yeah. And see how you go with that. Yeah. And wow, what a refreshing thing to hear. Yeah. Instead of someone saying, you need to lose weight. Well, I think it's like, especially if you've come with a history of obsession with weight. So I think, as again and again, I'll say it again, everyone's individual. Like, if you have never thought once about what you're eating, if you've never thought anything about your weight, if you've always accepted yourself, and you're like, boom, yep, I love myself. And then someone well done. And then perhaps something health-wise happens and you need to lose weight. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps working with a nutritionist and working on your calories, maybe that will be really positive for you. Like this is something I think I need to understand and you as well, Carla, because sometimes that works for people. Mm. If you have a history of being diet obsessed, eating disorders, like super mental stuff with your food then that is not going to be a good method for you. Mm-mm. I really believe that. A self-acceptance, a merry body method, that will be good for you because that will put more stress on you. That will make your life miserable counting mm-hmm. calories. Mm-hmm. The other person is like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Never heard of this. Look <laughs> at me. Like, I'm getting healthy, blah, blah, blah. And the doctor's like, yes. Whereas for me, that would be disaster. Yeah, and this is, the, this is definitely the perfect thing to talk about because yeah we're all not the same mm-hmm. and we all like every uh action will have a different result for each and every one of us yes i would not have the same result as doing the exact same thing as you every if you, i just no. did exactly what you did for the week ate what you ate <laughs> did what you did i'm gonna have a different result to yeah, you that's and so that's true. just because my mind is different to your mind and, and, and my body is and different result, to your body. Yeah, physical and mental yes. result. And I think this is, again, what we need to think about. And this is what I wish doctors would think about because I know it's all well and good. The doctors, like the doctors go from the medicine. The doctors go from the science. Yeah, if you don't lose weight, you're going to head here. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. But also maybe they should say, what's your history, relationship with food and diet? Like, let's work out the best method. Mm. All right, you should do this method, Mary Body method. <laughs> yeah, like how's your, like, how's how you, your mental health? How's your mental health regarding food? Yes. Like, what about, have you, have you ever been on a, um, have you ever had an eating disorder in the past? Yes. Have you uh, ever had trouble with dieting? Like, when did, when was your first diet? Did and, you ever go on a diet? And then do it with <sighs> compassion. Like, how do you feel about me weighing you? Instead of being like, okay, hop on the scales. Because, yeah, that can be, like, fine for some people. That can be, like, yeah, whatever, hopping on the scales, don't give a damn about that weight. Or that can bring a 
absolute anxiety. And that's why they have these things like you can tell your doctor that you don't need to get on the weight on the scales. But in fact, perhaps you do need to, but we need to like do it in a different method Mm -hmm. or like we need to work on the mental stuff before we get to that point. Like this is, this is the big thing, isn't it? Like health is not just physical health. Health is mental health Mm -hmm. as well. And then all, I guess, ways of going about it is not a one size fits all. Yes. Like we are not a maxi dress. Like, you know? Yeah. No, we're not that uh, infinity dress thing that yeah. going around with the bridesmaids where, like, it's one size and it fits everybody. That's not true. Yeah, it doesn't work with doesn't diets work. and health. It and, doesn't work. And, and, yeah, it's so true. And, I mean, like, doctors are probably listening to this. Yeah, you try have 15 minutes and be like this. And it's like, I, yeah, look, I, look, I get it. I don't know how it I don't do know how you, I don't know how. And perhaps maybe this is more for you and us as the the – client what do you Mm -hmm. call the the patient patient like maybe this is more for us to be more like compassionate towards the doctor even look they have a 15 minute slot they have a hard job gps have a very hard job they They have to solve like a million problems in one day in 15 minutes for that person (laughs) yeah and like oh my and like yeah you know for that doctor probably like i don't know they're thinking well what's the instant what's the instant danger like what's the thing we need to think about more is it your feelings around the diet or Mm. is it uh that you're heading towards diabetes or whatever it may be so we need to think more empathetic as the patient too we can be annoyed at the doctor if you're like i don't want to weigh myself (laughs) but like you know it's it's interesting to think about like that See, the, honestly, this topic is like you see how we this is we always do this. So we like to, we tell our opinions, and we're like we find like a counterintuitive thing yeah. where it's like oh it doesn't work there, or like wait this is important too because we genuinely do care about physical health as well, and absolutely what we eat impacts that. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it, but also dieting impacting health negatively too Mm -hmm. so it's like how do you find this balance and yes it's individual but sometimes you can't do it alone that's why you're tuning into this podcast yeah and I really do think that self-acceptance is a tool that can help us find that way yes that's a great that's a great mention I mean that's why we talk about it so much because I really I think it like helps you find freedom or freedom from these all-consuming thoughts on food and diet and exercise Mm. and like that's why i love it so much because like because you can enjoy your life without thinking about the next meal or that last meal and be anxious and guilty or like worried that i didn't work out long enough today or hard enough i know like did i sweat enough it's like saturday i was (laughs) sore i didn't i didn't do the workout in the morning because i was sore from our film day on friday Mm -hmm. and i was planning on doing something later i was like i'll do something later and i can't remember what we were doing but i didn't we saw um we caught up with danny oh yeah and oh yeah i had friend catch-ups and like just hung out relaxed Mm. what you relaxed (laughs) yeah i just relaxed and i got to like whatever o'clock 6 p.m and i was like oh i didn't do anything i was like you know what i'm okay i can just have a rest day and that's the freedom that self-acceptance has given to me because back in the day Mm -hmm. I would have felt bad. I might have taken the day off exercise, but I would have beaten myself up inside my mind. Yeah, so this is the thing. Like, even when you allowed the rest day, yes. like you were like, I'm going to have a rest day. Then your whole rest day was you saying, you shouldn't have had a rest day today. Like, this is a bad idea. Yeah. Like, you should probably do something. Oh, you didn't make time for it. You're Now you're going to, like, fall behind. Exactly. So this is what self-acceptance <laughs> does. It's like a, a far more kinder, self-caring way to live. It's way more better. Yep. It's way more better. Okay, the end. All right. Well, if you have any questions, if you want to chat about this, get in touch. Uh, Mary Bods, if you're listening, members, we love you. Thank you for being here. And you should keep using your practice. Like, yes. That's the thing. Like use your yoga, your Pilates, your meditation as that reminder of self-acceptance. Like this is what the classes are literally designed to do. And isn't that the cool thing? So you're exercising and you're getting all those benefits from exercise, but you're also knowing that this class, this hitting play on Mary Body is a self-accepting action. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not thinking it, 
like you know deep down that this class is for self-acceptance. So it actually is doing something in your mindset. Yes. And we remind you during the entire class. Yes, it's true. Even if it's right at the end and that's the only, only the sentence mantra, yeah. that you hear. And I think that that's such an amazing thing. And the reason why it's so amazing is because it is such a polar opposite to what we, and we know thousands, thousands, millions, millions of people have experienced that idea that exercise is purely to lose weight, that it is designed as a form of punishment, a chore, something that you should dread, something that you're not allowed to enjoy. Mm. It's like Marybody is the polar opposite. Mm-hmm. We want you to enjoy every moment on the mat. We want you to feel amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is like a pretty cool thing. Yeah, it is. And how do we end every class? With a mantra. We take a deep breath in and then over the mouth, exhale, let the breath go. And then we take another inhale and the hands will go all the way down around the body. Palms will press above the head. And as we exhale, the thumbs will pass through the third eye. The lips and they land in the heart space. And we say, always remember, you are amazing, just as you are right here and right now. Isn't that the best? <sighs> just feels so good. Yes. Well, we'll be back in your ears next week with a brand new episode Yay. of Who Knows What. Love you lots. <laughs> Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.